0: Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support the Dancy Lagarde Reader. Posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word. In this, the most final of worlds, today marks the 24th of March of the year 2020. Happy birthday today to Queen Elizabeth the First, known for her stylish ruffs and her terrible skin. Today's celebrations include National Chocolate-Covered Raisins Day, which I think is the worst sweet of all time.
1: Which, well, that, that's why Elizabeth I had such bad skin, because she <laughs> bloody lived off those things.
0: Celebrate a National she cho- actually.
1: I mean, it's no coincidence that she died on... Chocolate covered raisin day. She went absolutely nuts. She <laughs> eaten about three and a half kilos of it. She keeled over.
0: Was it was she was mad from too much lead face paint. Celebrate National Chocolate Covered Raisins Day by eating literally any other sweet. They're disgusting. Uh, yeah, but
1: as food that looks like rabbit droppings go, it's actually not that bad.
0: <laughs> no, in any mix of chocolate covered things, chocolate covered raisins is the biggest disappointment. They're Do too sticky. So? There's no texture. They're too sweet. Right. They don't. They're sort of gra- grainy. Uh, okay. Deeply unpleasant. I would rather a chocolate covered nut.
1: Right. Okay. Take your word for it. I'm putting
0: my foot down on this. I have strong preferences.
1: Are you listening, Syria?
0: Speaking of which, uh, you can hear him speaking already. Your guest in the studio today is Mr. Andy Zoltzman. Hello. uh, Recently, off his brief tour of Guatemala, looking at the Guatemalan coffee shop as a thing. Yes. There's one.
1: Well, there's one now. (laughs) There were loads when I got there. (laughs) But we managed to get some venture capitalists involved and um, all of them were put out of business apart from one absolutely massive one that's uh, a mile tall and can fire little pods of coffee across the whole of Guatemala.
0: Yeah, that's known for its uh, very deconstructed coffee, which is where you just quaff a fistful of beans.
1: Yeah, and then a a glass of water and then microwave yourself.
0: (laughs) Today we will be bringing you all the latest in education news, but first, some headlines. In the news today, the Federated Octopus Tribes of New New Zealand have caused a stir with the launch of their new national flag, which depicts a menacing octopus smooching a lady while standing over the dismembered bodies of a hundred men.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Diplomatic representatives of the Federated Tribes have claimed that the picture is an abstract metaphor for octopus unity. Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand itself has made a statement of solidarity with the octopus people but has suggested they might try a different flag with fewer menacing connotations or references (laughs) to the living dead. Yeah, that's
1: not what you do on a flag, is it? That's what you do on a national anthem. So that's where the violence... You've
0: got to hide it in the is. words.
1: Yeah.
0: And also in the wake of the success of his armoured truck, tech billionaire Elon Musk has launched a new variation on the Tesla smart car, the Smart Giant Eagle. The Smart Giant Eagle runs on biofuel and is a cross between a self-driving Uber and a giant f***ing bird. <laughs> the Smart Giant Eagle will pick up passengers from cities near you and take them to their destinations starting from July.
1: Will it drop them on rocks? as well. Isn't that what eagles do? <laughs> like they pick up tortoises and drop them on rocks.
0: Yes, but we're not tortoises and these are very right. well-trained, giant, smart AI eagles. Okay. They're giant robot eagles, it's really.
1: Mistakes are always made.
0: They'll take you to the edge of a volcano and back. That's right. what they'll do.
1: I use that as a chat-up line once. really did not work.
0: And in Italy, the Wiggles government has released an album, Songs to Wash Your Hands To, with 18 cleansing tracks that will make hand-washing a fun, positive experience for all the family in the face of pandemic fears. The Yellow Wiggle has made a statement apologising on behalf of the government, saying, In retrospect, our initial pandemic strategy, Hug the Pain Away, was probably one of the reasons COVID-19 spread across the beautiful nation so fast. Also, everyone in Italy kisses each other on the mouth and face all the time, which, as someone from the world of children's entertainment, has always been drilled into me as inadvisable and usually illegal.
1: Interestingly, in Italy, the rate of infection amongst men has dropped significantly since they banned hair gel <laughs> and made people use hand sanitizer in their products. Obviously, Italian men like to you know, lo- lo- they like to look good, let's not beat about the bush. And uh, so that I mean, that just means that all Italian men who all run their hands through their hair in order to impress the ladies. Have fully sanitised hands at all times.
0: I mean, that is a great tactic. Yeah. That's all the headlines we have time for now because it's time for your ads section. Your ads now because how else are you going to choose what to buy? You're going to look at the data? You're going to look at the data and do the research? Of course you're not, you lazy monster. Just buy what we tell you to buy and don't complain when it's not as good as we said it was going to be. That's ads.
1: And religion.
0: <laughs> and everything.
1: And marriage. <laughs>
0: And this episode of The Last Post is brought to you by the Shut Your Trap, Second Thoughts, Tongue and Finger Trap and Nip Zapper. About to say or type something? Yes. I thought you were. You usually are. But so much of what I say is boring, derivative, insensitive or just plain mean. What am I supposed to do? I can't think twice. That's just not the way the incentives in my life line up. If you don't have time to think before you speak or check the thread you're chipping in on to see if 40 other people have made the same dumb joke you just thought of, you need the Shut Your Trap Second Thoughts Tongue and Finger Trap and Nip Zapper, a time-delayed AI-enabled miniature bear trap and nip zapper for your tongue and fingers. The next-generation AI will plug directly into your cerebral cortex to see what you're about to say before you've even consciously registered it. Then it will check with our exhaustive database of boring shit people have already said, (laughs) cross-referenced to tone of voice and tracked along a stupidity curve... If it's a dumb thing to say or type, the nip zapper will give you a warning nip zap to derail your stupid train of dumb thought. If you try to follow through a second time, the bear trap will close on your tongue and or fingers until you've decided it wasn't such a good idea. The shut your trap, second thoughts, tongue and finger trap and nip zapper. Put one in your online shopping cart today.
1: (laughs) So what does the nip zapper do specifically? Zaps your nips. Right.
0: Says does what it says on the box.
1: Right. Okay. Fair enough.
0: (laughs) It's very hard to follow through with a train of thought when you're having your nip zapped. Right. Andy, I don't know if you've ever had your well, nip zapped.
1: No, well, I don't know. I mean, there, was a, there was a footballer in the 70s whose nickname was Zap Your Nips, I think. It was Bite Your Legs and Zap Your Nips. And they played, played for Leeds or Chelsea. I don't remember, Chris.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm celebrity escaped Mars prisoner and illegal YouTuber, Delilah Muff. People often ask me how I get my hair so shiny, my skin so good. How I survived a three-month space journey as a stowaway on Anuvab Pal's Indian space rocket in a cocoon attached to the outer shell by cling wrap and human glue. That's a lot of questions, huh? And the answer is a couple of things. Human determination, the passionate, bloodthirsty desire for revenge, my gratitude journal, and staying hydrated. I recommend half a glass of water at regular intervals throughout the day or endless night of space. Whether you take yours in a glass, portion it out of a large bottle, or sip it through a straw from the urine to water converter you jerry-rigged to the small of your back, it's nice to know there's something good you can do to treat yourself right. Half a glass of water. Unlike revenge, it's the gift that just keeps giving. And that's your ad section for today the last post and uh, now it's time for our top story today education news Andy Zaltzman you're our education yes. news correspondent of course. what's happening in the world of education right now
1: well uh, obviously with a, a lot of schools being forcibly shut due to coronavirus and also due to you know children not really being that fussed about learning stuff um, <laughs> we are educating the wrong people generally in schools I mean kids no, I don't no, need ...no desire to them but they're a very willing workforce
0: put them in the factories exactly Get Few them... sweets.
1: they're cheap they're actually very well motivated and they like to focus on an achievable goal whereas adults actually spend most of their time sunk deep in an endless well of regret yeah. uh,
0: I mean children don't have these abstract thoughts yeah. interfering with things my little baby niece who's a year old she yeah. spent 15 minutes the other day putting pencils into a box and taking them out of the right. box with just absolute focus and yeah. I thought oh boy I wish I had a pencil factory
1: yeah exactly Uh, Aside from this, there's a concern about the level of uh, activism now influencing school curriculums around the world. In uh, the Netherlands, there's a a new law being passed to try and at least manage this, so that whichever activist group protests most loudly outside the um, Dutch government building is allowed to teach one class nationally the following week by video link. Now, some say this is state-sponsored indoctrination Mm -hmm. and that those people are correct, but let's not forget we already have religious schools, don't we? So we've essentially made our call on that particular issue. So really, you know, it's just haggling over the exact form of indoctrination. So I've got no real problem with it. Uh, homeschoolings obviously become an increasingly big issue because more and more people are having to at least temporarily homeschool their children due to the uh, medical concerns. And there have been stories that a number of people are actually homeschooling their children in other people's homes <laughs> who have more interesting stuff lying around. <laughs> That they can use to, you know, train, them, or you just leave your kid outside someone's house and trust that they will take them in and uh, educate them for the day. And and I mean, I mean, again, that's a
0: beautiful community building project, but not necessarily that good against the coronavirus.
1: Well, no, but the things you don't want mass gathering. So actually, if it's just taking you know one or two children around to a specific other person's house, it's probably relatively safe. So essentially, what I mean, it's actually going to be legally mandated within a month unless the outbreak is kept under control. Is people will have to drop their children off at randomly selected houses and the inhabitants of those houses obviously can't go into work because of the virus will then have to educate those children with all their worldly wisdom. So what you're actually exposing children to rather than having one teacher banging on at them for a year about everything is they're getting different people every day teaching them all manner of different things and actually I think we'll find we'll have a far more broadly educated group of children from this generation who have just been randomly educated by deeply annoyed strangers than people who've gone through formal schooling.
0: Well, also those people might have more toilet paper than you, which is an important consideration in these times That's, of... Yeah, mass I mean, who would have thought,
1: yeah, toilet paper would become such a status symbol? It's like a Lamborghini in the 80s all over again. Also, the Open University, which has you know, been doing re- remote learning for decades, is now extending to secondary and primary and even preschool. So you'll be able to you know, put your kids through nursery just by plonking in front of the telly at three in the morning to watch a video about yeah, how to do a potato print. Um, <laughs> and it, this is good because up till now, Open University has been restricted to adults, which to me is ageism of the worst kind. Also, I think it's forced us to think about what we are teaching our children and maybe to you know, reassess what is on the curriculum. And I'm, you know, I'm very concerned about this because I, I have children at school and as soon as they've left, then I won't give a shit. But at the moment... I <laughs> I have to give a shit. That's how, that's how it works as a political issue. And so we don't want to teach them things that make their life more complicated because it's a very complicated world. That's why we don't teach, for example, knowledge of the British Empire or the emotional implications of, of sex or how to see through obvious lies in political campaigns, because that makes children's lives more complicated. So education really should be on a need to know basis. And more pertinent, on a probably best not to know basis <laughs> as well. So, I mean, what the skills that kids of this and future generations are going to need um, self defense against polar bears trying to climb into their deep freeze um, <laughs> with global warming, um, how to take spiritual pleasure in seeing a robot do a job well, also learning to enjoy things vicariously through their parents' and grandparents' generation so they can read all about the fun, cheap, guilt free holidays that our generation and our parents' generations took, and enjoy them retrospectively.
0: That's all we have time for for our top story today. Now it is time for your letters to the editor. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by emailing us at thelastpost at else.com. Dear Alice Fraser and guest, that's you today, Andy. Oh, yeah. As a devoted fan of your show, I have religiously followed your recommendation to subscribe to the podcast and download every episode every day. Unfortunately, it's become more and more difficult to make my way through all of the ever-increasing number of episodes before the next day's download. Do you have any suggestions? I've tried listening in reverse order, but it's all not just the same. Your obedient servant, Mr W Davidson, Esquire.
1: Get a stenographer to transcribe all the episodes so you can just skim-read them first to make sure that it's the right one for you.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Or you could just let your podcast catcher do it yourself. There is that...?
1: Or just never listen to anything again and live in peaceful solitude.
0: I mean, that's your solution to everything, living in peaceful solitude, Andy. If only you didn't have such a hunger for fame.
1: Exactly. It's held me back.
0: Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we will be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Uh, You can download this podcast again tomorrow or instead try downloading tomorrow's podcast tomorrow or subscribe so it automatically downloads every episode every day. I don't understand how you could misinterpret that sentence. (laughs) We have previous episodes available on the same feed for those of you like to binge the news, and if you have not done so before, please listen back to previous editions. Your guest today was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug?
1: Uh, well, new TV show, Celebrity Judge. So they're <laughs> trying to pep up the criminal justice system after you know decades of cutbacks and state-sponsored eviscerations. And Judge and,
0: Judy is retired.
1: Well, yeah, but they're actually using celebrities such as myself in actual courtrooms, and real court cases, <laughs> to try and make people more interested in the judicial process again, because you know, judges are obviously seen now as aloof and elite, because they have you know, a great depth of knowledge and experience, and mm-hmm. people find that very hard to relate to. So uh, I'm sitting in Snutterbridge Crown Court in London. Um, I've got a couple of cases, uh, well, a couple of ABHs, um, credit card fraud, uh, some people smuggling, and uh, the most interesting case, actually, is a guy who set up a fake nursing home. And sold 20 grandparents to a lonely oil billionaire from Qatar. (laughs) Um, So uh, tickets for the public gallery are on sale via the usual outlets.
0: And my show, Kronos, is available now at the Sydney, Perth and Edinburgh Fringe Festivals, as well as touring through England in November. So buy tickets there at alicefraser.com. The last post is a Something Else Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at patreon.com slash alicefraser for my occasional blogs or to subscribe for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. And as we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The fertility doctor Jan Carbat was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumours circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman, and I've been investigating what happened in Karbat's clinic It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from Something Else, coming on March 18th, wherever you get your podcasts.